are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Friday show for you. We've got your NFL picks for the weekend. We've also got some NFL news for you. And I want to talk to you about the survivor pool. That is the biggest one in the United States and something my friends and I talk about all the time. And if we got a certain distance in the pool, what would we do? How would we do it? It's bringing up a very fascinating scenario right now, and I'll explain that momentarily. So let's first off start with your picks for this weekend in the NFL. I am 46, 37, and 4, 55% on the year. The only thing is I'm struggling with my best bets. I don't know why. I'm just singling out the wrong game because my best bet is just one game a week. Four, eight, and one on my best bets this year. But in my other picks, I'm 28, 14, and three, which is 67%. So you take any one of those that, you know, the 67% that have won, and I switched a couple of those out with the best bets, it's a lot better. But if you combine the best bets and those picks, 32 and 22 on the year, 59%. So not bad at all. So here we go. Best bet of this week, I'm going to take the Packers. Tough loss off a Monday night game. I'm usually looking to bet teams that are the opposite of what they did on the Monday night game. Packers lose on the road at the Giants. They fall to 6-7. and seven. They have to win. They're three-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me the, Buc- give me the uh, Packers and buy the half point. Get that game down to three. So Green Bay minus three on Sunday at home against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's playing well. They're both six and seven. However, I like Green Bay at home in this situation. Tampa, you know, weather, I'm sure it's going to be somewhat cold in Green Bay. But Green Bay's coming off a loss. Tampa's coming off a win. And that scenario has really played out well. Teams coming off a win. Playing a team coming off a loss, the team coming off a loss has done really well against the spread this year. Four other plays for you. So four other picks. These are the ones that are 28-14-3 on the year. Went 4-0 in these last week. So let's see if we can keep it going. I'm going to take Buffalo minus two. Basically, I'm selling high on the Cowboys right now. Buffalo basically needs to win out if they want to get into the playoffs. At worst, 3-1. and one. They've got to win this game. You got Dallas at home. Dallas is a completely different team on the road than they are at home. Yes, they are 10-3 and three this season, and all three of their losses have been on the road. They average over 30 points a game at home, and they average 20.5 points on the road. So keep that in mind. Give me Buffalo at home under a field goal. They're minus two. I'm going to assume that the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going to lose three in a row. I'll take Philly on the road Sunday night. Or excuse me, I think they have the Monday night game. Monday night in Seattle, minus three. I don't think Geno Smith is back. Even if he is, I'll take Philly in this one. I don't like Philly's defense. I've told you all the statistics about their defense. But I think they right the ship after two blowout losses to San Francisco and Dallas. I think they right the ship. They're laying a small number here. Philly, minus three on the road, Monday night football at Seattle. Also, this is an ugly one. These teams are right now both 7-6. and six. They're currently the 6th and 7th seed in the AFC. It's a must-win game. 
I'll take the Steelers. I don't know why. I almost feel like this line being as low as it is is saying something because I think a lot of people look at this and be like, the Steelers literally just lost back-to-back home games to back-to-back 2-10 and teams. Why are we betting the Steelers on the road only getting a point and a half or even a point now? I'll say Pittsburgh plus one and a half. The line is so weird to me, that's why I'm taking Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin in an underdog role. We know this. I've talked about this all year long. He thrives in an underdog role. However, I've got a Mike Tomlin stat for you that will blow your mind that I want to get to in the back half of this podcast. And then I'm going to take the Detroit Lions at home, minus four and a half against the Denver Broncos. Detroit coming off that embarrassing loss in Chicago last week. They're slipping, and they're possibly on the verge of losing their NL and uh, NFC North uh, divisional championship. So they need a win. And I feel like Denver's a little fraudish. You know, they have been playing better. I get it. But if Detroit doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to win this game. And I just have a feeling that this is Detroit's bounce back after the bad showing last week in Chicago. I see this game as like 28-17, Maybe 28-21, 28-23, something like that. I think Detroit gets right at home, and they beat uh, the Broncos, and they cover the four and a half. My underdog play of the week, this was – I was debating making this my best bet of the week. Give me the Giants plus six. I'm going to ride the Tommy DeVito train until it goes careening off the tracks and crashes into Clayton's Ravine. But I'll take them again, plus the six. At New Orleans, New Orleans is not good this year. We've seen how bad offensively they are. The Giants are playing well. They've got momentum. They've won three in a row. I don't know if they can win four in a row, but this game is close. I just don't see New Orleans blowing anybody out. You can say, like, well, they beat Carolina last week by double digits. Yeah, but that's Carolina. They're 1-12. The Giants are 5-8 and eight with three wins in a row and playing really, really well. Six points. Seems like way too much. So give me the Giants as the underdog play of the week. I'm 8-6 and six on underdog plays of the week this season. Three-team 10-point teaser. I'm 6-9 and nine on these on the season. So my best bets and my three-team 10-point teasers haven't been great, but I really like this three-team 10-point teaser this week. Like, I'd be, you know, again, I can't predict what's going to happen. If I could, we'd all be rich. But, man, it's just just looking at these numbers, I, I I absolutely love it. Give me the Bears and the Browns to go under. That total is 38.5. We're going to tease it up to 48.5 and, and go under. Look, Cleveland's defense just balls out at home. They stink on the road for whatever reason, but every time they're at home, they're shutting teams down. And I just don't see these – I don't see this as a 27-24 game. And that's pretty much what you're going to need. Um for this to go over it just that seems way too many so cleveland chicago under the 48 and a half we're gonna tease the giants up if i like them at six i love them at plus 16 give me the giants plus 16 as the second team in that teaser and then i just can't see the kansas city chiefs losing three in a row and that third game being to a three and ten team uh or were they three and eleven yeah three and eleven team Oh, no, sorry, 3-10 and 10 team um, in the Patriots. Uh, you know, Kansas City's laying 8.5 right now. 
Let's get that 10-point teaser plus the one and a half. So basically just win the game, Kansas City. Just go in there and beat New England, and we're good. So three-team 10-point teaser. Cleveland-Chicago under 48 and a half. Giants plus 16. Kansas City plus one and a half. And those are your plays. Let's hopefully get another five and two weekend. We just don't want to have a losing weekend. Anything four and three or better. How many plays do I got here? Five, six, seven. Got seven plays again. Four and three or better, I'll take. Um, I'd love to have another five and two weeks, six and one. Maybe we'll have a seven and oh one of these times. But had a really good last two weeks. I feel good about this week's card. So let's do this. So. Those are your plays for this week. Do with them as you please. You can fade them. You can tail them. It's up to you. I won't think any less of you if you fade them. And if you tail them and you win money, just cut me You know the 90% uh, that you owe me. Just kidding. Anyway, um, those are your picks uh, for this week. All right, a couple things to talk about here. Last night, Thursday night football, by the time you listen to this podcast on Friday morning, it is very possible that the Chargers have already fired Brandon Staley. And if I'm Brandon Staley, I would say there are worse places to get fired than Las Vegas. If they tell him, you know what, look, Brandon, after the game, look, Brandon, we're done. You've completely underachieved since you've been here. Justin Herbert is 30-32 and 32 as a starting quarterback in this league. He hasn't won a playoff game. We're moving on from you. If I'm Brandon, I'm like, uh, cool, can I still get a comp over at Cosmopolitan? <laughs> but... I would not be surprised if he's fired by the time you're listening to this. Because what's the point of keeping him around for another three games? We all know now, especially after that performance last night, he's gone when this season is over. That team completely quit on him. And look, I understand they lost Justin Herbert, but they were 5-8 and eight going into last night's game. They would have had to go 4-0 and oh and needed so much help to make the playoffs because the best they could have finished is 9-8. and eight. And I think the 6th and 7th seed in the AFC is probably finishing 10-7. and seven. So I just didn't see it from them. And then obviously by sitting Justin Herbert out for the rest of the year because of his finger injury, you just were like, what motivation do they have? And boy, talk about laying down and just getting destroyed. They were down 28-0 to the Raiders. The Raiders, who last week, seven days ago, on that same field, played 60 minutes of football and couldn't put up a point. And the Chargers gave up four touchdowns to them in the first quarter. You don't think that's quitting? <laughs> it was. And the final score was 63-21. to 21. Like, come on. I understand that the Chargers also had five turnovers, and that led to the big score by the Vegas Raiders. If they don't turn it over five times, Vegas probably only scores in the high 20s, low 30s. Okay, fine. But you just, if you watched the game last night, you saw once Sandy, once the Chargers fell behind, they weren't trying. They, they've given up on this season. Brandon Staley is out of a job. If not by today, will be at the end of the season. It's pretty much the writing is on the wall. We all know it. That franchise needs a complete overhaul of its coaching staff, of its front office. They've got a generational quarterback. At least I think he is. But when he's 30 and 32 in his first 62 starts, that's a pretty large sample size. And great quarterbacks shouldn't be under 500 through four seasons of quarterbacking in the NFL, you know? So I don't know where they're going to be with Justin Herbert. Um, I don't know what their plans are with the front office, with the new coach. 
but Staley's gone. That was an embarrassing performance last night. I mean, the Raiders seven days ago scored zero. Sorry, not seven days ago. Four days ago. What am I talking about? They played Sunday. Lost 3 nothing to the Minnesota Vikings. And four days later, they dropped 63 on you? You've absolutely quit. So I told you earlier, I had an incredible Mike Tomlin stat that I did not know about. And we've talked about Mike Tomlin a lot on this podcast. Him and Mike Vrabel are the two best NFL quarterbacks against quarterbacks, NFL coaches against the spread when they're home underdogs. They just have the ability to, I guess, rally their team and produce a win when they're not expected to. And before the season, when I'm doing my NFL over-unders for win totals, I've you know, I said at the beginning of this year, Mike Tomlin in 17 seasons as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers has never finished under 500. 17 straight seasons he was, when they had a 16-game season, 8-8 eight and eight or better every season, and obviously with a 17-game season he has not finished 8-9. and nine. He's finished 9-8 nine and eight or better. Also, since joining the Steelers in 2007, he has led the Steelers to the playoffs 10 times. He's won seven division titles three AFC Championship games, two Super Bowl appearances, and had a title in uh, Super Bowl, what is it, uh, 43, which is impressive. You know, you, you see that, oh, my God, the guy's been there basically 17 years. He's never finished under 500. Look at all those division titles. But here's something that I did not know. 17 years, very successful. Mike Tomlin have and the Steelers have only won a playoff game in four of those seasons. Four. Now, they don't only have four playoff wins, but they've only won in four different years a playoff game. 2008, 2010, 2015, and 2016. The Pittsburgh Steelers haven't won a playoff game in seven years. If you would have told me that before the season, I'd have been like, really? What? What am I missing here? But I don't know what to tell you. It's true. Haven't won in seven years. Are you kidding me? And they've only won in four years out of 17? That is crazy to me because I just read you his resume. Playoffs 10 times, seven division titles, three AFC championship games, two Super Bowl appearances. But, yeah, when you break it down, He's made 10 playoff appearances, but he's only won a game in four of them. I mean, you compare that to Tom Brady and what he did with the Patriots. I guess it just goes to show how easy, how not easy it is to win in the playoffs. And why what Patrick Mahomes is doing, five straight AFC title games, that blows away what this Steeler team has done. Now, you can sit there and go year by year and break down who they lost to, and maybe they lost to a better team, but I'm just saying. I'm guessing every single one of you that just heard that stat that is well aware that Mike Tomlin is a well-respected coach. Very People love Mike Tomlin. His players love playing for him. I bet you 99% of you did not know. I didn't know it until I read it, that he's only won a playoff game in four of the 17 years that he's coached the Steelers. And there's rumblings that this might be it, like – Maybe his message is running a little bit thin now because his team offensively puts out a garbage product 
and they have for the last two or three years. It doesn't seem like he's adjusting to the times of the way football is played now. Maybe they move on from him. Doesn't mean he's not a good coach because I'm telling you right now, if Mike Tomlin either has a mutual parting of the ways with the Steelers or the Steelers fire him, he will be picked up by another team within days. Like, days. It's not even a question. Nobody thinks he can't coach anymore, but when you're 17 years at one place, after a while, your message might get stale, telling the same motivational stories, and your players have heard it, and it's just like, okay, here's Mike Tomlin, you're trying to fire us up, you know. Now, he does a good enough job to where he's never bad. Never finishing under 517 years is quite impressive, but haven't won a playoff game in seven years. I mean, how many other franchises in the NFL right now would keep their coach with zero playoff wins in seven years? I'm guessing maybe one would do it. But I, I, and maybe not even that. I, I think the Steelers might be the only ones. But if he goes another year, they started seven and three. If they lose to Indy on, on Sunday or Saturday, they actually, that game's actually Saturday night. If they lose on Saturday, they're 7-7, seven and seven, and they are really, really in danger of missing the playoffs. And that would be eight straight years of not winning a playoff game. It might be it for Tomlin, but he'll get picked up. No worries there. And finally, I've brought this up a couple times in the last few weeks. The biggest survivor pool in all of the United States. It's run out of the Circa Hotel in Las Vegas, and it's a basically a winner-take-all pool. And it's $1,000 to enter and there were 9,200 people and change that entered this year. There is a $9.2 million pot for a current survivor pool going right now in the United States, run through Circa Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. There's 13 people left in the pool. So I've talked about this with my friends in the past, and I've been like, can you imagine you're one of those 13 right now? And it's not, this isn't a pot where, you know, you win a few hundred bucks, a few thousand bucks. You win million if you're the last one standing. Now, the rules of this pool are once the 18-game schedule is over, pool is over. No matter how many people are left at the end of 18 weeks of football, they split the pot. So right now, with 13 people left, if everybody went 4-0 the rest of the season and nobody lost, which is probably not going to happen, but let's just say for the sake of argument it does, and 13 people split a pot of $9.2 They each win 707000 so your ROI on this is ridiculous, no matter how many entries you put in. You're only allowed 10 maximum, so the most you could spend to get in this pool is ten grand. If you did have put 10 spots in and you're one of the final 13, you're still getting 707000 back at minimum. Now, the question then becomes, what do you do in this situation? Because there's so much money involved here, Hedging has to be an option for you. You don't want to walk away with nothing, right? So let's just say this weekend. I mean, we'll just take one game, for example. Let's just take Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. It's the first game that popped into my head. Because this is one of those situations, you know, survivor pool. You can only pick a, you can only pick a team once. You can never use them again. Let's say, say I would think most people have Green Bay or Tampa Bay still remaining. I do in my survivor pool. But let's just say you take Green Bay. 
because all they have to do is win. There's no point spreads involved. It's just pick one team a week to advance. You might think, oh, my God, that's so easy. If it was so easy, why did 9,200 people sign up and enter in week one? And we're at week 14, and there's only 13 people left. <laughs> it's not easy. If it was easy, we'd all be winning. So let's just say you take Green Bay in the pool. Just say, I just got to win a home game against the, against the Buccaneers. But you want to cover yourself. But it's like, well, how much money do you have to spare? I don't know. You know, I was you know talking about it with my friends. I'm like, I would scrounge up, I don't know, twenty five, fifty thousand dollars. I don't know how I would do it, but put fifty thousand dollars on Tampa Bay, and hell, you can do it with the points on the actual bet. If you could actually get that type of money and get a book to approve you, because then let's say Green Bay wins the game outright. You advance. Now there's only three weeks left in the survivor pool. And if they blow out Tampa Bay, okay, you're down $50,000, fifty-five with the juice. What I'm saying is every week you have to have the ability to cover yourself because you know minimum at the end of this thing, you're either getting to the end of the survivor pool and the minimum you're going to get is 707000 or you're going to win one of these bets because you're going to bet the opposite of what you put in their survivor pool and then you're just going to win that bet. So now you're down $55,000. let us just say that's the way it goes this weekend. You bet Green Bay in the survivor pool. You bet Tampa Bay on either the money line or plus the points. doesn't matter. And you do that. Green Bay wins. Great. So you're down 55000 to a casino. And then you've got – now you're down to only three weeks left where you have to pick three winners the last three weeks. And then you do the same exact thing the next week, except if you actually want to win money, you would have to put $100,000 on the opposite of what you bet in the survivor pool. I hope I'm making sense here. I, I'm making sense to myself, but basically what I'm saying is if you do nothing and you put no other bets in and bet the opposite of what you bet in the survivor pool, then you, yeah, you're just, you're basically in heart attack mode every single Sunday, right? Because... You have $9.2 million possibly riding on this versus what you you know paid to get into the pool back in September. But you have to cover yourself because you've got such a large payday you know coming to you. You've got to go out and find somehow to scrounge up some money so you can at least, if your team loses in the survivor pool and you don't have any other bets going on the opposite play, then you just walk away and you're like, great, okay, I got to the final 13. You get nothing. This is a winner-take-all. So I, that's what I would do. I don't know how I would get my hands on that type of money and be able to do that and cover myself every single week. But what I did see was a tweet from the Circa Casino that said they are offering lines of credit to the final 13 people that are in the pool. So now it's just a matter of how big are those lines of credit that they're offering and if you advance in the pool and you lose your bet that they gave you because you took out a line of credit, are they going to allow you to put another one in? I would think they would. There's no risk to them because they know the money that they're getting back. If you get to the end, like I said, minimum is 707000 right now because 13 people would be splitting $9.2 million. Now, I don't think 13 people are going 4-0 to end the season. It's just not going to happen. So 707 is a minimum. But man, it's such a great it's 
it's such a great pool. It's such a great pool to watch. And um, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's just it, it's crazy to think that there's that much money. And next year's pool is going to be even bigger. Watch. The pot will be even bigger next year. It's $1,000 to enter for one entry. And the pot is how many people sign up. And this year, I want to say it was like 9277 so the pot is $9,277,000. Something like that. It's like nine and two and change, but um, or maybe nine, three. It might even be nine, four. I, I, I don't remember. I didn't go to Circa on the first week of NFL this season, so I didn't see the exact number, but it's out there. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review if you can. Um, my daily roundup is up. If you want to check that out, pass this along to your friends. Like I said, 11 and three over the last two weeks, have a good run here. Hopefully we can keep it going and win you some money this weekend. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. And remember sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.